The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Judeans. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these things that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Our Gospel today is patterned on dialogue. Nicodemus, a leader of the religious authorities, based in Jerusalem, comes to Jesus under cover of darkness because something has intrigued him, and he engages in a dialogue with Jesus. So I want to invite you into that dialogue today and hear what you're thinking and reflecting on in light of this passage, which is as familiar as it is perplexing and strange, as comforting as it is uncomfortable. So I want to turn, first of all, to that very famous verse in this. When I was growing up in the Midwest, people would show up at football games with signs that had written on them, John 3.16. And that's this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. What do you think it means here to believe in Jesus Christ? 
to have hope. To believe in hope. Yeah, to have hope when 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 there's no light. That's a beautiful response. To believe in hope, to have hope, when there is no light. John contrasts darkness and light, not only in this reading, but in others. And when it is dark, to believe in Christ is to have hope, to carry that light, not only for ourselves, but for others. Other thoughts. What does it mean to believe in Jesus Christ? Uh, to have forgiveness or, and believe in being able to forgive yourself and others. Wonderful. To have forgiveness. As we open our prayers this Lenten season, we talk a lot about mercy. And it's not just because we want God to have mercy on us, but because we want to live our lives rooted in that mercy, in that forgiveness. Do you think that Jesus answers Nicodemus' question? Well, there's the question of eternal life. Uh, Before Abraham was, I am. It's a promise that if you follow Jesus, you always were, you always are, and you always will be. Lovely. Thank you. The old name of God, Yahweh, is actually a play on the Hebrew words for being. I am. And that goes back to that beautiful reading that Keith shared with us about the I am who comes to Abram, and even in an old age, he tells him to leave his country, leave everything he knows and is familiar with, and make for a new place. And some authors in the New Testament, and then of course later theologians, talk about God being the basis or the root of all being, the one in whom we live and move and have our being, so that our eternal life is bound in God's eternal life. The question in today's gospel is, can Nicodemus hear that? Can he hear that? I don't know about you, but I identify with Nicodemus in the way that he is often bound up in the institution, in the concrete, in the tangible, in the, in the ways that only institutions can see and measure. And so when Jesus talks about being born again, another phrase I heard a lot when I was growing up in the Midwest, Nicodemus imagines it literally rather than figuratively. Who else wants to address the question, does Jesus answer Nicodemus' question? I think all three of these readings that we had today are all three um, telling us to journey to a new life. Um, 
a life of the spirit, as opposed to the life of paying lip service to earthly laws. You can read that into all of them. Um, and this is, you know, I've actually read a gospel that's not in the Bible, the Gospel of Thomas, that was not allowed to be in the Bible. Um, there are some wonderful commentaries on it. Um, and if you look into the history of how the gospel was put together, um, the idea of Jesus in this passage being the Son of Man or the Son of God um, is quite interesting how historically that came to be because in Thomas it says really that any of us that make that journey can be the child of God. Um, and it's a journey of faith and believing because it's not about things you necessarily see before you make that journey. But my personal experience has been that if you do make that journey or if it's thrust upon you um, completely unwittingly as it was with me, then you actually don't need to believe or have faith anymore because at that point you know. And I think I've been coming to this church for six years or, um, well, actually for 32 years, but pretty regularly for about six years and um, never had the courage to stand up and say this. But, you know, through all my ups and downs, um, that knowledge, that knowledge that I have, that there is a spiritual body out there that we can be a part of if we want it. To me, yes, hope, yes, forgiveness, but for me, it's if you want the good, if you want the spirit, if you want to be part of that eternal life of the spirit, um, you can be. <laughs> Thank you, that is so beautiful. How many of you can relate to what was just said about having a journey thrust upon you rather than having chosen it? It's okay. I think if we're being real, most of us, if not all of us, will raise our hands. Yeah? It is a bias of being in Southern Marin that we choose our own journey, yeah? But I didn't start out imagining I would end up here. How about you? Yeah. Thank you so much for that powerful witness. The most poignant part of this gospel is, for me, if I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? Can you tell us a little bit more why you find that so poignant? Because it's very true for me. I have to think about my faith all the time. So that's very poignant for me. And probably for many people who either blindly believe or think about it and then believe, it's an ongoing question. And Jesus seems to encourage us to live into the question, not the answer. He talks about that life in the spirit, 
And the life in the spirit means going to the edge of our comfort zones, the edge of our boxes or our institutions, and letting the wind blow. And we don't know where it comes from or where it is going. That's hard. It's hard. The good news is that for Nicodemus, as he is depicted in the Gospel of John, this conversation with Jesus puts some kind of splinter in his mind, one that he cannot remove. And so later in the Gospel of John, he is depicted as standing up in the Sanhedrin, the court of religious authority of the time, and speaking out for a fair hearing for Jesus. And one of the Christian traditions even goes further and says later he becomes a Christian. These questions that Jesus leaves with him stay with him and drive him into a new way of life. And we're encouraged, each of us, to join in that journey that's rooted in that life in the Spirit. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.